Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that we have three books now available on Amazon. The first book is called A Catechism for the Church, and it walks you through basic Christian doctrine in a simple-to-follow question-and-answer format. Each question also has the scripture verses that correspond to the answer so that you can look up that verse and know that what you are learning is both biblical as well as foundational. Catechisms have been used throughout church history to train everyone from new believers to children, the basic tenets of the faith, and I am certain that this book will help you grow or to teach your children or new believers in your church as well. The second book we have available is called Journaling Through the Scripture, a Bible study method. Uh, this small book is packed with simple step-by-step -step process, which I use every time I sit down to study the scripture. In fact, it is the same method I use to prepare for this very podcast. I know this book will help you as you dive deeper into the Word of God, as you follow along, you know, ask and answer the questions of the scripture that I've laid out in the book. It's going to help you tremendously. Now, the third book, you, know, you may be happy to know, is the Sermon on the Mount, Practical Lessons from Jesus. Now, this book follows along with the last several episodes of the podcast and through to the end of that series. And I am excited about this book because it is the first book to be released that corresponds to a teaching series that I've gone through. Again, these books are available on Amazon, both print and digital format, including Kindle Unlimited. Uh, all the links to these books are on the website, under Resources tab, and in the show notes for this episode. You just go down there and click on them, which take you straight to it. Now, let's get on to our study. Hello. And welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. My name is Jerry Crow, and I will be your teacher as we study the Word of God together. And now, today's lesson. As we come to this final lesson in our series through the Sermon on the Mount, we encounter what I consider to be one of the most profound teachings ever given in Scripture. What we have in this portion of the sermon is Jesus telling the people who have gathered, and us today, how to withstand when the storms of life come beating down and try to destroy our lives. Now, I know we all face storms. We all face troublesome times, and it seems like sometimes we feel as though we are going to be drowned. But if we will listen to what Jesus says in these verses, we will learn how to withstand those times. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time we have to come together. We thank you that you have sent your son to teach us. We have his words recorded for us. Help us to understand what is written here. Open our ears to hear what your spirit has to say to us today. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29. It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, 
the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In these verses, Jesus gives us a comparison between two men, one he calls wise and one he calls foolish. Both of these men set out to build a house. Now, if you were to have walked by when these houses were finished, you probably would not have much noticed much of a difference between them. You might have noticed a great difference, however, during the construction process, because the first man, the one Jesus calls wise, took more time to dig down past all the sand until he came to the rock underneath. Then he began to build his house on this rock. The second man, one Jesus calls foolish, well, he decided not to dig down, but began building right there on the top of the sand. Perhaps he was trying to save time or money, both. Perhaps he was truly foolish, and he thought this, this sand would be strong enough to support a house. We do not know what was going through his mind. All we know is that the houses were completed. Both of these men were probably very proud of their accomplishments. After all, building a house is quite an ordeal. It was more of a big deal for young Jewish men because often the building of a house was the final step before they were allowed to go and bring their betrothed bride home. They would become betro betrothed, usually arranged by their fathers. Then the young man would go home with his father learn a trade, typically whatever his father was engaged in, and begin the process of building a house for his bride. When the house was complete, the father would look over the house and then give his approval for the young man to go and get his bride. He would go to the town where his bride lived and bring her home to the house that he had built. Then the marriage would be completed. Now we do not know if that was the case for these two men, but given the audience and the context, I think that it very possibly could have been. Now, what happens to these houses? Well, the storms come. Rain and wind beat the houses and bring destruction wherever possible. For the first house, the wise man's house, the destruction is nowhere to be seen. He had built his house on a solid rock, on a firm foundation, and the wind and rain did not hurt that house. The second house, the foolish man's house, was not as fortunate as the first. Because there was no foundation under the house, there was nothing to hold the house up when the wind and rain came. Jesus said that it fell and great was its fall. 
how awful this must have been for this young man. He had built this house for his bride, and now in an instant, because of his foolish haste, it was gone, carried away by the, rent, by the rain and the flood. But I want us to back up just a little bit before we get too wrapped up in the illustration. I want us to look at the beginning of the passage. Jesus begins these verses with the word, therefore. One rule we should always remember when studying the Bible is whenever you see the word therefore, you should ask the question, what is that therefore? Well, to answer that question, we should look at the verses preceding the word. And then the verses following. Well, in our case... The most immediate context takes us all the way back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. And then all the way through the end of chapter 7. What is it that Jesus is saying in these verses? Well, let us take a look. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. I'm sure we have all heard sermons on these verses. After all, they are pretty popular verses for pastors to preach. Most of the time, the end of the sermon goes something like this. As long as you build your house or your life on the rock, you will be able to stand when the storms come and beat on you. However, if you do not build on the rock, when these storms come, they will knock you down and beat you up. I have actually heard similar words come from a pastor when they were preaching through these verses. But is that what Jesus really means? When we really look at the verses, we can see that, yes, that is the illustration that he is using, but what is the rock upon which we should build? Well, some people may say the word of God. Others may say the Christian life. Still others might say that the example that Jesus gave us in his own life. And while there is nothing wrong with those things, answers they're somewhat incomplete let me explain if you look again at verse 24 you will notice something very interesting you see jesus says therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them i will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them jesus is telling us that the person who is wise is the person who takes what he has said from the beginning of this sermon, applies it to his or her life, and does what Jesus says needs to be done. This person, Jesus says, will be the one who will be able to weather the storms when they come. Because they have a foundation that is built on the rock of the words that Jesus spoke and the obedience to those words. Therein lies the key to, to withstanding the storms. It is in our obedience to 
for what Jesus tells us to do in his word. I wonder how many of us, in our haste to do things for the Lord, forget to stop and consider if that is what he is asking us to do. I wonder how many of us, in our desire to do what is good, forget to stop and ask if it is in, according, in accordance with his will. I think when we really stop and consider our last study, maybe that's what Jesus meant when he said that many will say, we have done these mighty works in your name, and I will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. As Jesus finishes this sermon, there is a distinct reaction from the crowd. Verse 28 says, And so it was when Jesus ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. They were astonished. Their minds were blown because he taught them as one having authority. The religious leaders of the day were just going through the motions of reading the words in the scroll and saying a few words after the reading. But then, this man, Jesus, comes on the scene and teaches them with authority. His teaching was different. People followed him because of his teaching, his ability to heal and do miracles, and their desire to see what would happen next. I often think about people who teach the Word of God today. I ask myself, how many of us teach with authority? How many of us are just going through the motions, getting famous off our ability to speak or teach? Or to turn a phrase. I have to admit that the latter category far exceeds the former, at least in the public arena. Now, there are far more solid, faithful pastors out there who do not care about their platform, but only about leading others to Jesus. But the sad thing is they are being overwhelmed by the so-called pastors on television. These false teachers who spew out their heresies and lies, perverting the gospel of Jesus Christ into a false gospel of money. They have abandoned holiness and reached for material happiness to have led countless people with them down their dark path. Those houses are built on the sand of deceit, and the storm is coming that will bring them toppling down to the ground. It is time for the faithful pastors and teachers who have been building their lives and their ministries on their obedience to the word of God to be the forerunners of the next great revival in the land. The land is ripe for the harvest, yet the laborers are few. Let us therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth more laborers into the vineyard. When Jesus finished teaching these people, 
They were amazed. They had never heard anything like this before. None of their teachers had ever taught with the kind of authority he had come to teach them with. Because none of them could. He was God made flesh, truly God and truly man, without confusion, without change, without division, and without separation. Today he sits at the right hand of the throne of God, the Father making intercession for us. If Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is praying for you, what is standing in the way of you being obedient to his words? Huh? Your pride? Your arrogance? Your fear? Your ignorance? I want you to take those things that you are holding, that, that you feel are holding you back, and ask God to help you overcome those things. Whatever it may be, I know that the Father, through the work of the Holy Spirit, can help you overcome what it is that is stopping you from being completely obedient to Jesus and His work. Let us pray. Father God, I want to thank you for each and every listener. I thank you for those who have been faithful to your word and have been obedient to follow your commands that you have given through your son. I also thank you for those who are working through whatever has been holding them back from being obedient. I pray that you would help them through the power of your Holy Spirit to overcome their fears and obstacles to be being obedient. Help us all be more faithful to your word and to you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Before you go, I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. Each one of these studies is enjoyable for me. I pray that they are a blessing for you as you listen and study along with me. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Jerry Crow Ministries or going directly to at Crow Ministries on those social media outlets. We still have our books available. They are on Amazon. You can find them in print and digital formats. I'll post the links to them in the show notes. Thank you all, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. We hope that you are encouraged by the Word of God. Remember to take a moment and look up today's scriptures and dig into the Word for yourself. For more information about Jerry Crow Ministries, please go to www.jerrycrowministries.com. There you can find information about the ministry, contact information, and catch up on some of our latest writings. Tune in next time for more biblical understanding. May God bless you and keep you in our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit.